Hello you lovely lot, welcome to episode 156 of Near Perfect Pitch. Well the show is chocker today, uh, as you'd probably expect, as it uh, always is, uh, to be frank. Um, interviews this week with the Sunder and Davy Woodward, yes, he of the Brilliant Corners, uh, both interviews at the end of programme. Um, you can look forward to the usual special features this week, which uh, for the uninitiated or the amnesiac are Essential Wax, which is fast approaching actually. A load of new releases, uh, our weekly peel, our tune this, our new release, actually not a new release hat trick, but it happens to be a new release hat trick this week, but we have a hat trick, or at least we try to have one uh, every programme. We have Cover Me, and we have our obligatory fall, our track, which is our uh, obligatory track by the fall. Then, as I mentioned, the two interviews by the Sonder, uh, Scouse Indie Popsters, they're fantastic. Had a chat with them a while ago, and uh, we've got three songs of theirs to uh, to feature around the interview in as much as I have got um, three songs by David Woodward and the Winter Orphans, his new project, David Woodward, as I mentioned, he of the brilliant Corners. Lovely stuff. Let's kick things off this week with uh, a bit of Scottish. Take 
That's the latest single from Manchester's Shader, facebook.com slash Shader UK. And that's a tune called Runaway. And the title track to 1987's Son of a Gun is what we heard to kick off the programme. That is uh, Son of a Gun by The Vaselines, as if you didn't know. And if you didn't know, you do know now. And welcome to the programme, episode 156. Lots of new releases, as I mentioned at uh, the beginning of the show. Uh, not to mention the interviews with the Sonder and Davy Woodward at the end of programme. Um, the new release, Hat Trick, is rather good, actually. I've just been looking at that uh, in the last couple of minutes, and I think you'll be happy with that. Cover Me is rather good. And I wanted to take this opportunity to mention to you that, uh, that uh, the programme, the show is on all social media, in case that's a world that you like to reside in. Here's something by The Wild Swans from 1988.
that's felt and that's the day the rain came down and uh, that is uh, one of two songs that we're going to hear off our essential wax which this week is felt's ignite the seven cannons and uh, before that though before we get into some felt um let you know that we heard from liverpool from 88 from bringing home the ashes lp that's the wild swans just beautiful guitar work in that song well every song of theirs beautiful guitar work just a great great band and uh, he's been on the program in the past as well uh, so go back into the past to the annals of history that are the past episodes of near perfect pitch because there's tons of music there's 30 songs every program and at least one or two interviews, sometimes three. Lots and lots of stuff. Lots of cool people have been on the programme. I've been lucky enough to interview a litany. So go to the podcast website of your choice and troll away. And that's the beauty of podcasts, isn't it? You can go back posthumously and troll along and feel that you haven't messed out because you can always catch up. Right, so we did hear off uh, this week's Essential Wax. Again, Essential Wax is our Essential Wax, just that. This is a piece of vinyl, a record, a CD, a cassette, uh, something that you need to own. This is Ignite the Seven Cannons by Felt from 1985 on Cherry Red Records, produced by Robin Guthrie, but however, since remastered, as Lawrence wasn't very happy with the original version. And uh, it's their fourth LP, and their only LP by Felt to feature both Martin Duffy and Morris Debank. The first to feature Martin, the last to feature Morris. And this song is uh, the most famed track by Felt because it's aided and abetted by Liz Fraser of Cocteau Twins and was a number one indie single. And I don't think I've ever played it on the programme before. Uh, and it warrants a play because it's just so brilliant. But of course, you've all heard it, but it's a gem, isn't it? Either way you look at it.
of 1984's epic Sisters LP. That's the Bluebells with I'm Falling, and that's a beauty. And before that, the second of two songs off this week's Essential Wax, which is Felt's Ignite the Seven Cannons from 85 on Cherry Red Records, and we heard Primitive Painters, and uh, you'll recognise Liz Fraser on vocals there. Uh, from uh, Cocteau Twins. And that song is Felt's most well-known song. It's it's more than fair to say, but uh, does warrant a play. Great, great record is uh, Ignite the Seven Cannon. Snag it at all costs. Next up, the Caton Rewires, Always On My Mind. Brand new stuff from them. They're prolific, so it isn't actually brand new because they've got newer stuff since this. I can't keep up with them. Something about the way you looked at me As the camera clicked and made a memory Sunlight shining on your shoulders Autumn rays before the nights get colder Oh 
another special feature addressed quite handily. That's this week's uh, or this show's weekly peel, and that's Catherine Wheel with Shallow from when the heck was that from? That was from 1991, from May the 5th, 1991. And the Caton Rewires before that, and that's catonrewiresband.com, C A T E N A R Y, wiresband.com. Brand new LP, Burling Gap, and that's always on my mind, the song that we heard. We're going to go to Lucerne, Switzerland now, and hear something by the Blue Herons.
Melody's Echo Chamber, Breathe In, Breathe Out, off uh, 2018's Bon Voyage LP. Before that, from Switzerland, uh, a single from last year, that was uh, The Blue Herons, The Blue Herons 1, as in the number one, dot bandcamp.com. Ten tunes in to the show, and uh, steaming through all the tracks here. Looks, uh, looks good from now on in. Another 20 tracks before we, uh, actually about another 15 tracks before we get into the interviews and the tracks that surround them. So we are uh, fast skating our way through uh, the uh, the repertoire for episode 156. Up next, it's our Tune This. Now what's Tune This? Tune This is something that's designed to uh, have you parade around with reckless abandon, whether you've got a badminton racket for, uh, for a guitar-orientated song or you're banging your head to something rather uh, a beat worthy or you're just uh, faking the keyboards which you probably do with this one along along with dance to it this is a good one it really is we're going back to uh, i think uh, hang on 83 yeah we're going back to 1983 my goodness me and this is transex they're from montreal and this was a cracker <laughs> In the computer 
glittering blue eyes You look at me with a smile It's a computer fantasy It is waiting for you and me Living 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 on video Living
fantastic JJ72. That's uh, Formulae, that's a single of uh, 2002's second and last LP, Eye to Sky. And before that, we heard this week's Tune This, your um, Lose Your Mind track, as it were. You've got me quite old to remember that when it came out, uh, i.e. I, my age. But uh, those that are, uh, I, I hope that it sort of brought some reminiscence for you of some sort. Uh, and to those who've got absolutely no idea or are too young, hope you enjoyed it, especially contextually. When it came out, it was it was a big, big deal, was that tune in, uh, in 1983. Again, that's the long version of Living on Video by Transax. Next on uh, Tapete Records, we're going to hear something by Last Days of April.
That's new stuff from Catalonia, the band concerned uh, Rajada, R-A-J-A-D-A. Song's called uh, Pla 8, and uh, the single is the Maxim Comu Divisor single. There you go. What a cunning linguist I am. Before that, on Tapate Records, title track to the new LP of uh, Even the Good Days Are Bad. That was Last Days of April. And that is a relatively new track for your lovely ears to get around now. For your lovely ears to get some more pleasure, some more oral pleasure. Three in a row. It's hat-trick time. These are all relatively new tracks. So um, get, uh, get comfy. You got a reprieve of three songs in a row without my voice. Fancy that. Born into a nursery. I've been going leaf by leaf. Dying for the world to see.
our hat trick for this show that is the reds pinks and purple off uncommon weather the new lp and a tune called the biggest fan brilliant lyrics in that song before that from portsmouth lost ships off the uh, new nostalgia ep lostships.bandcamp.com weight of the world is what we heard and kicking things off for the hat trick this week garden of eden by billy martin a.k.a. Isabella Sophie Tweddle, lead track off the brand new and uh, rather immense, I'd hasten to say, Flora Fauna. That's a third LP on Fiction Records. Now, let's go back to 87 and hear a little bit of uh, uh, Stephen Tintin Duffy & Co., The Lilac Time. Battles can be lost 
so it seems we do But I'm hoping for a change I left you at the bus stop in working town Now the service has been cut, renamed Slumber Down I can see you on the bars of your brother's bicycle Now I hope you're not alone But I will not return to yesterday Or smooth out the human clay We'll face this new England Like we always have In a fury of denial Dancing on the tiles Help me down But don't take me back And all the politician creeps Another one them back And the couturier weeps Shoes that won't come back And the lovers who sound the speak Another one them back And me falling back Into your half-turned kisses Thank you. 
got your picture, I got your picture I'm on a million of them all by myself I want a doctor to take your picture So I can look at you from inside as well You got me turning up and turning down I'm turning and I'm turning around I'm turning Japanese, I think I'm turning Japanese I really think so I'm turning Japanese, I think I'm turning Japanese I really think so Cover me. That's the Divine Comedy having a go at the vapors turning Japanese. That's off Office Politics Overtime, an LP from 2019. And uh, aren't the Olympics fantastic? I'm, I'm not joking. Um, um, no crowds. I was a bit cynical. Thought it would be a bit of a damp squib. Um, but no, the, the 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 spirit of the games lives on, and it's been a tremendous watch thus far. Any road. Anyway, turning Japanese. This week's Cover Me. That's one of our regular features every single show and before that return to yesterday the lilac time stephen duffy and chums of 87's self-titled lilac time lp on swordfish records next up we're going to hear something by uh, lepe of 2019's diabolique closely followed by this week's obligatory fall ah oh.
can ever forget this one. Six times Parkhound, six four. Form bar of six. Form a box land. The A field. The A field. Bend down. Scratch around the carpet for insects. Get hook clamp. Stand up. Jail frame. Put insects in a jar. The A field. Walk back two, three, and four. Stop for a rest. Go back to scratch. The A field. Hot clamp. Go back down. Scratch around the floor. Take hot clamp and put in jail. The A field. Cover up with gel frame. Take two times for oh 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 one. UV gun back. Go back to the floor. Scratch around. Five six supplied. The A field. Bend right back. Form a box line. Sidecar, the A-Field. Twenty times, steps back. Fresno. Get hook clamp. Turn to bomb door. Retriever. Gel frame. the carpet for insects and if you find any put the insects in the jar then check the clamp on the jar and take six steps back ensure the hook clamp is on the jar and that's the aphid sage advice that's the fall this week's obligatory fall oh the aphid off cerebral caustic from 1995 their 17th lp preceded by of 19, uh, not of 19, what am I talking about? 2019's Diabolique, soundcloud.com slash lepe, L-E-P-E-E. That's lepe with un loon étrange. Lovely stuff, that, wasn't it? Now, Northern Revelation, single from last year, soundcloud.com slash Daryl, D-A-R-R-E-L hyphen Ashton. We're going to hear that, and then you're going to hear the first song of three, by the Sonder.
the Sonder, and that's probably the first time you've heard the Sonder, they are Scouse Indie Popsters, facebook.com slash the Sonder UK to learn more about them. And you'll learn a heck of a lot more about them in in a few moments, actually, when I'm going to be talking to Kyle, uh, and uh, he will tell us all there is to know about uh, the genesis of the Sonder and what we can expect from them moving forward. So let's go over to me and Kyle, and then back uh, with me for a couple more songs by them before we get into uh, some more tunes and then into an interview with Davy Woodward. So uh, it's all hands to the pump here. Busy times at Near Perfect Pitch. Hello, is this Kyle? Yeah, hello, it's Dylan. All right, Dylan, how are you doing, mate? You all right? I'm, I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Good, good, thanks. I'm just trying to uh, get, get hold of uh, Kyle for this interview. Are we use, am I talking to you? Am I talking to Kyle? Am I talking yeah, to both of you? Yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be me doing it. That's okay. I'm, I'm just saying. No, no, I, I, I know who you are, mate. Just wondering. That's all. No worries at all. Um, how, how are yeah, things? Yeah. How, how are things with you? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, not too bad. Well, let's let's uh, let's, let's, let's 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 talk about the band because because I want to be able to let the listenership know quite quickly who you are and what you're yeah. about because the, their introduction to you was music is all I need. I played that on the last program. And okay, yeah. and of course that's that's the latest and greatest. There's yeah. a, there's a, there's a back catalogue which is 
not not prolific, but there's there's four or five releases prior to music is all I need. And yeah. I was wondering um, what what the next what the next release is going to be for you. Yeah, we're back in we're back in partially the studios where the last couple of singles have been done. Yeah. So we're back we're back in there at the end of June. Good. Um, so we're, we're planning. I'd imagine. Well, I know it's going to be sort of along the same lines and similar. Sonically, uh, sort of similar to, to music is all I need, or the same type of um, feel to it. I think I think that's the probably the path we we we'd like to go down, and it reflects the music that we that, that we listen to a bit more than say the the early releases when we were just sort of getting off the ground. I think that's fair. I was going to ask you about that because it seems to me that there's been not a massive departure, but the yeah. the, the, the sound on music is all I need uh, is noticeably different to to yeah. the, the previous releases. Now, who was behind the board for this for that for the single? Um, so it was uh, Chris Taylor of Fastly Right. Okay. Um, and he's, he's done. He's done loads of work. He's just done uh, the corals last album. Yeah, I, I'm very. Yeah, we're all we're all well aware of Chris. I mean, Chris is. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't realize you were working with Chris because Chris is um, his CV is ridiculous. So I'm, I'm really happy yeah. for you that you're working with him because yeah. he's going to be the catalyst to you finding your sound. And he, and it looks like he's. It looks like you've done that. Yeah, yeah. But that, as, as I said, I think as the, as the relationship gets better, the roll of the dice. Uh, music uh, was the was the only the only two that we've done with Chris. So as the relationship gets better as well, I think it'll yeah obviously closer to the sound. So uh, we we like Chris and, and, I, and I think he likes us. So uh, it was an easy option really where we're going next to do the rest. Well, that's the, uh, great. That's great. Well, we can start with Power Street first of all. It's just it's just magic that Power Street's still kicking about because it was looking precarious uh, last year, um, and yeah. the, the very fact that you're working with Chris and that you've got this relationship. And you've got this, this trust because at the end of the day, yeah. you're um, with all with all due respect, uh, uh, a young four piece with an idea in your mind. But it sounds like Chris has been the catalyst to you finding your sound, which which is a wonderful relationship. Yeah, definitely, and he's, he's full of ideas as well. But when you're in there, obviously, with it's in just you, the old time, but still relatively new to it all. So. Um, in terms of getting the ins and outs and, and, and mechanics of everything, but Chris is full of ideas as well, so he, he does sort of he does sort of chip in as well, and, and he's, he's no nonsense as well. There's no there's no beating around the bush with him. He'll tell you exactly what he thinks, and that's I think that's the type of people we are. We need that. So yeah, cool space. We, we we enjoyed it last time. Yeah, it's great to have somebody who you can entrust your work to. Number one, and someone that you know has got a track record. And of course, someone who calls a spade a spade because you don't want any you don't want any mucking about. You want to know straight straight up what's going on, uh, <coughs> especially in the studio. Time is money, of course, in the studio. Yeah, you can't be mucking about. Yeah. Uh, let, let me ask you this: Let's say I bumped into you um, in you, you know the old American expression, "What's your elevator pitch?" You know, if I bumped into you in a lift and I said, "Hey, what do you do?" Uh, and you say, oh, "I'm in this band called the Sonder," and I say yeah. to you, and I say to you, then, "All right." Tell me a bit about yourself. I mean, it sounds really quite rudimentary, but at the end of the day, everybody has to have contextual points of reference. So you're going to say, yeah. well, we're the Sonder, we're a four-piece from Liverpool, and we sound a bit like this, and a bit of that, and a little bit of this. What would you say? Well, I, I, I'd say probably, 
the last couple of years, maybe first done gigs and when we when we started, I'd say it's that sort of scouts uh, Liverpool sound like the Mersey beats and towards the Lars. I think we as I've said before, we're sort of obsessed with the we were obsessed with the Lars. We still are, but I think we're going more towards in terms of reference to what we listen to, I'd say more like soul, northern soul. Um, right. Yeah. That's very. Yeah. That, that lyrically, that's really apparent with the melodies. Just want to put in there. Sorry, but uh, keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Also, I think that's that's what we're going to explore. Obviously, we listen to a lot of we love, listen to a lot of soul music, a bit of funk and disco, and uh, so if we can find a weird sort of hybrid between all of that, I think that's where we sit somewhere. I'd hesitate to put a name on it because I think when bands try and do that, it always sounds a bit cheesy. But I think I think somewhere in that region of, of sort of soulful like music, that sort of expressive, but not just the stiff music that sometimes comes out of young English bands. Yeah, I, I, I tell you, well, your obsession with the Lars is 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 duplicated by myself. At last count, I think yeah. I, I think I had about 50, 60 Lars CDs and records. I mean, I just can't get in. Yeah. It's amazing for a band that's just had one LP, really, how much output yeah. how much output you can actually get your hands on. It's incredible, isn't yeah. it, really? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, Lee, Lee, God knows, God knows, one day maybe he'll wake up and we'll see him again, but who knows? Yeah, well, he, he lives, I don't know exactly where he lives, but he lives about two minutes two minutes away from where I am now in my house so it's always been brought up obviously no one and hearing about them but as I say once you actually delve into them and all them them, them records oh. on YouTube and, and everything as, as you say for I think it almost adds to the adds to the, the charm of them that there isn't that much actual output in terms of records and stuff so you've got to go digging and that it's like that old school of getting into a band and really sort of feeling it rather than flicking through Spotify and a couple of tunes. 100%. Uh, 100%, yeah. yeah. And that must be frustrating for you too because it sounds like you are, you're a very young, you're a very young outfit but you're also very mature in terms of your musical outlook. It must be frustrating because I'd hasten to say, I'm just guessing, that you buy your fair share of records and, and, and buy, you buy your fair share of music and it must be a conundrum for you because at the end of the day, you're a band that works very hard. You go into the studio again, uh, and yeah. at, at, at some point you're going to want to sell some records. Yeah. Uh, and you are faced with the conundrum: Do I sell my soul to the devil and sell it to Spotify when I get a, I get thruppence on every few thousand listens, or do I, you know, do I use it as a marketing tool? Um, lots of decisions yeah. that you've got to make. You know, where, where you have to make concessions. It must be very difficult for young young bands starting out where these decisions. That you make early on shape shape the future because at the end of the day you want as many people to obviously hear your music as possible, but you also don't yeah. want to you don't want them to be listening to it for now either. Yeah, yeah, I, th I think I mean it's 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 sort of a cliche thing to say, but I mean I think we were sort of would have our mindset as a band is probably about fifty years too too late. <laughs> It, it, I know that sounds. I don't think without going negative, because obviously we can we can only deal with the, you know, what we've got at the moment. We are sort of 21st century band, and that's what we've got. But as you say, there's decisions to be made. But we want to be out playing every night in, in, in the city centre. We want to be at bars, and clubs, playing to people. We want to be selling records and all that. But this mod way of doing things, as as I say, caught us by surprise. I mean, we we. We released an EP straight away, 
when we first started, we released another one a few months later. So that was eight songs out within the six months of people of our, of our first gig. Yeah. We just want we just wanted to put music out, play gigs, and, and as time gone on, we've had to be a bit more methodical about it and and, and see right how does the system as it as it is now. Uh, we've had to start playing the game a bit, but yeah, I, ideally we'd be we'd be selling records and we'd be well you can see these to be honest, but yeah. The stream of things, it's, it's, it's hard to come to terms with, but I'm, I'm afraid that at some point I think we'll, we'll have to just play the game. But uh, as long as we're making the music that we want to make, I think the rest is up to everyone else whether they're interested enough to come and, come and get it off us. Well, I'd like to say that you know, you know, a lot of people like myself will buy the product as well. I, I use Spotify yeah. as a conduit to actually discover new things with their algorithm yeah. on occasion. You know, yeah. the algorithm's quite good. Um, it's got better over the course of time, and, and there is the element of discovery, which is really hard nowadays to actually find something new that you like. But above and beyond yeah. that, if I like something, I go and buy it. There's no two ways yeah. about it. But I think that's an, yeah. eth it's an ethos that isn't necessarily uh, part and parcel of the millennium ethic. It really isn't. Because yeah. I look at my two yeah. kids. My, I mean, you're probably... How old are you, Dylan, just out of curiosity? I'm 25. Yeah, my son's 25. So... He's completely different to you in terms of, I'm sure that you would love to receive an LP, undo the plastic, you know, read the liner notes, slap it on the turntable, feel it and, and, and redo, produced it and read the lyrics. And whereas my lot, they'll rip something crap off YouTube and listen to it on as a, as a compressed MP3 uh, and, yeah. and not bother about it. And, and that drives me absolutely insane, as you can probably imagine. Um, yeah. you, you, I, would, I would hasten to say that you, you're, a, you're a record buyer and that you have some sensibilities when it comes to that. Yeah, but of, of course we use, to be honest, I, I use a bit of a bit of everything, to be honest. I do use Spotify, but I should say that on Spotify there's quite a lot of uh, obscure things. Once you, once you delve into it, as I say, I, mean, like, I love Northern Soul and that, and there's loads, yeah. of, there's loads, of, there's loads of great sort of compilation albums, yeah. songs that I just, you just wouldn't find. Um, so, so that as you, as you say, for discovery, it's, it's great. YouTube, obviously, I watch the sort of live gigs and stuff. So, to be honest, I use a bit of a bit of everything. I can't remember the last time I used a CD. Probably when you used them in the car, but I, I do use probably a bit of a bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just as long as I can get my hands on it, full stop. Then <laughs> yeah. uh, that's that's the main thing for me. Um, I was going to ask you. <clears throat> excuse me, as I clear my throat. Um, could you give us a quick whip round the the, the four piece? Just just uh, just a, yeah. a, a quick basic whip round of the four lads. Yeah. So uh, Dylan Kelly, which is me, uh, lead singer, rhythm guitarist. Kyle Wilson is the lead guitarist. Uh, Anton Jackson is the bass player, and Jamie Wilde is the is the drummer. And did did you did you all go to school with each other, or how do you, how do you get to know each other? Three of us went to the same school, uh, but Kyle Kyle was a couple of years older. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't I didn't really know him, but Kyle lived Kyle lived when they both lived in the homes houses. And uh, they both uh, Kyle and Anton both lived back to back sort of the garden back onto each other. So they always lived local so we knew I lived just around the corner. And then Jamie the drummer, he moved to Liverpool, he's he's Welsh, he moved to Liverpool as a student and just sort of stayed. Excellent. And then, and then we, put, we basically put a Facebook post up, I think, or and someone typed in, and then that was it. There's never <laughs> been anybody. There's never been anybody else in the band, or there's never 
and nobody else has really played with the pass. It was just sort of done in one in one goal, really, everyone. That's and, great. Uh, so fairly easy, no no, um, no trauma or drama. That's good. <laughs> That's good. That's lucky for you, because uh, usually when I interview bands, it doesn't matter who they are, large, small, or otherwise, there's always been some kind of trauma behind it, but this seems to be yeah. reasonably effortless. And also, yeah. you, 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 you know, your trajectory, is, as I've watched you, as I've watched you sort of grow in stature and, 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 yeah. and, and, and become more mature, I mean, you, I, can't, I can't experience it here because I'm, I'm on the east coast of North America, but... You know, there's sold out gigs going on here. You must be really chomping at the bit to get out there again. Yeah, we can't wait to the, the uh, first gig that we've we done two, so we've done 200 capacity, which we, we sort of knew wasn't enough, to be honest, but that's another issue. But the, so that sold out in, in about two hours, so then the promoters come to us and said, right, we need to do another one, so we were all for that, and then that sold out in about 36 hours, I think. Manchester in November, will you? Yeah, so we're going, going to Manchester, so that'll be the first foray into foreign uh, turf, yeah? Yeah, so that'll be, that'll be our first time in Manchester, so ideally, we're just a busyness is busyness is good, so we'll, we'll just play anywhere at any time, really. But, That's so, fantastic. As long as the calendar's full, we're happy. Lovely, and, and you know, with, with with the pandemic where you are, as compared to here, that looks like it's becoming ever more likely that you're going to be able to hit the road, which is fantastic. I mean, here, it's a completely different ball game. It's, 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 we're, behind, we're behind the UK when it comes to you know, vaccinations yeah. and stuff. But for you, it's great because you can see the light at the end of the tunnel and it must be wonderful. Yeah, well, we've got a gig next, uh, next Friday with Space uh, on the real people. But that's, that's still... Um, social social distance, but I think after that, then it should be okay. We start letting people into into football games. Yeah. Um, and, and so we're on we're on our way now. Hopefully, without any setbacks, we should ideally have a good year, which has been long overdue. Long long overdue. It's good timing yeah. for you though, because I mean, you built this momentum, and now it's almost like you've hit this bottleneck, and now you're going to explode yeah. in, in, into in, you know new releases from from the past three sessions. You're going to have new material yeah. to play at, at the gigs. You're going to be able to play yeah. more gigs to actually larger crowds, which is which is lovely because yeah. 200 is 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 nice and intimate. But I'm sure you could be playing a thousand a thousand uh, venues, you know. Yeah, well, that's 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 the plan, you know, as, as I say. So obviously we've had we sort of our growth has been spotted, uh, as as everyone. I, don't, I mean, people people have had a, a lot worse than us. I would, you know, I would I would moan too much about it but yeah I get that feeling where there's a, there's a, there's a definite sense of anticipation between us and, and the rest of the band and, and, and obviously concerts who, who are buying tickets I've seen a lot of people who have got who have bought tickets to 20 plus gigs I think there's, there's a there's a third for it now so oh crack the average gig going out every weekend is probably going to be going to gigs or, or every, every week so 
as I said, I think, think the year that we've had and the scarcity of gigs is just going to be concentrated now into the next six or seven months. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. And, and just, just out of curiosity, do, do, you, do you know the Griffiths is? Or, or do you, how do you get on the, the tour with the space and the realies? Yeah, so I think it was the, uh, the promoter, one of the promoters uh, approached us from Purple Noise. All oh, right. Promoters for the gig. Um, so we've never met either of the but I think we spoke to them now over email. But uh, from, by all accounts, every, everybody we spoke to said that, the, that everybody involved is, is a good people space out on the really. So yeah. we're looking forward to getting and there. Oh, yeah. the, venue, the venue where it is, we've never played there, so it's all going to be brand new for us, so we can't wait. Oh, that's going to be fantastic. I'm really chuffed for you. That's, that's a great lineup, that is. I mean, Space, you and the Reelys are superb. Yeah, yeah. You've got some pretty good press as well. I've been reading, you know. I mean, you sent me you sent me a modicum of press, and I've I've been noticing that that it's really parochial. But I think you know you're going to take the northwest as as your sort of. If this was a board game of diplomacy, I think that you take the northwest first, and then start making some noise, and and then people are going to start taking notice of you outside of Liverpool because your output is fantastic. And and I I didn't discover you through my own hard work I stumbled upon you I'm going to be honest because uh, I, I, I'm very involved as I mentioned to you with anything to do with the Lars I, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm following and, 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 and trying to get every last recording I can and, and, and it came across a while ago um, about them championing you at which point I bought all your material and yeah. that's why we're talking which is great so yeah. that's how yeah. the, the, the wonders of social media and the wonders of, of discovery yeah, well, that's there's just, there is there is loads of good people on, on on Twitter, especially who would just who just love music and, and will will share it and will push it out. Obviously, yourself included. So, at all that people we, we love and we appreciate them because obviously they take the time to, to find new music and, and share it. I think that's 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 the stage where we're at now. We've got we're making sort of fresh tunes that we think people will enjoy. I think the next year or so will just be. How how many people can we get in front of, and how many people can we, we get that music to? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think uh, we, we trust once, especially the last the last single and, and the ones that are coming. Uh, we think once people once people hear it, they'll, they'll like it. So I think uh, how many how many faces can we get in front of, and how many years can we reach? I think that's that's the main uh, the main concern for this year. That's good. Well, it's a good plan, and it's, it's an attainable plan because you're doing it smartly. You're doing it locally, and you, you're spreading your way down down the motorway into into Manchester yeah. and beyond. And uh, you know, you'd be doing some Northern Soul venues in Wigan next. That'd be superb. <laughs> yeah, all nighters. Yeah, do some all nighters. That'd be blatant. That would be. I want to ask you a, a question, uh, a lazy one on my part. Um, could you choose three songs from your uh, repertoire for me to play around the interview? Oh. Yeah, so I'd say uh, the the last two singles probably uh, so rolling the dice music's all I need and probably home as well. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I played I played music last week, but I'll I'll, def I'll play it again because it's relevant. Yeah. And 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 again, yeah. I noticed a shift in the sound with rolling, but it really manifested yeah. itself with music. Like music is. Yeah. It, it, if you compare music to, for instance. Uh, well, even home, to be perfectly honest, yeah. Yeah. Uh, wholly a wholly different sound, but 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 yeah. recognisably you, but a different sound. If that, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah, but I, I think I think it's just a, as as I say, I think it's just a step towards the music that we thought 
we, we should have been making anyway for the past couple of years. Yeah. But I, I think I think at the time I was listening to. I, I, I think it's Doobie Brothers and, and <laughs> like seventies, mid seventies stuff, which is where like the chords yeah. sort of come from. And then when when it went about, and that that riff was so like this, probably isn't it? I think people have said Stevie Wonder, which it's a bit now Rogers to so, be honest. It's now yeah, now Rogers. Yeah, so it, it, was, yeah. it was all. Yeah, I think I think it's just a, a product of the music that I was listening to at the time seeping in. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's unavoidable. I think that's yeah. that's what I love about it because there's a groove, and 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 I'm not not blowing smoke up your collective arses here. I can assure you, but yeah. there's there's a there's there's a, there's, a, there's a funky groovy element that I'm sure will 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 rear its head even more with the next songs. I'm I'm convinced of it. Yeah, well that's the plan. Yeah, so uh, I think I think we we talked about sort of that. We I mean even even just I think that that song now will will be the most enjoyable for us to play. Which is which is important as well, and, and the new song that that we were making as well along this similar lines. It's it's more enjoyable to play, and I, and I think that that will be visible once we get out, again, and then that just sort of sort of feeds into the crowd. So I, I think that will be the route that we go to. I, I mean, I'm not sure how how people will, will sort of stick to that, but I think that's that's at the moment that's what we're, we're looking to to make, and I think in, in general music could do with a bit of that at the moment. Oh, we could, yeah, music could do with a little bit of a musical articulation. How about that? Music with a bit of music. How about that? Because at the end of the day, there's so much dross out there that's passing as music. It's scaring the hell out of me that people are being duped by this stuff that's been churned out. And yeah. when you, I mean, I, I, could, I, could, I, could, I could get really quite cynical and say, look at the charts and stick the fingers down the back of your throat. But uh, yeah. by the same token that, you know, I, 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 I gain so much joy from the likes of yourselves knowing that you are the uh, the saviors of the music industry whereby yeah. there's great music out there and you lot listening you've got to keep digging you've got to keep digging because it's out there it's just harder to find but when you find it yeah. it, is a, it is a real joy isn't it yeah well I, I mean obviously I appreciate you saying that I, I think uh, our aim was always to be not you know not some not some obscure man that people have to go and find or, or some sort of thingy. So I, I, that's why you know the, the songs, the songs are three minutes, the three minute pop songs. We we aim it to be to to uphold that um, to sort of get in the midst. I mean we want to be on the radio, we want to be in the, in the midst of all that and, and oppose it rather than oppose it from yes from silence from, from the point of, from obscurity. You know what I mean? And, and, and yeah. Like, in complete in complete opposition and go the other way, we we do we do think you know we we not most fans would probably shy away from from saying the word pop music, but essentially that's that's what it is and what it's what it's intended to do. And we can have a bit of ourselves without so not. Yeah, look, I mean, at the end of the day, there's you don't get any medals. You don't get any medals for wanting yeah. to be a well kept secret, do you? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I just want to ask you one last question, and, and it's got absolutely sweet Fanny Adams to do with music. Okay. Uh, um, and it's something I ask everybody. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you're Liam Gallagher or goodness knows, I ask the same question. Um, you're at my house. Yeah. Some, somehow, you're at my house. And uh, you've got a warm beverage in your hand, and I come out of the pantry with the magic biscuit tin. Oh. And, I, and I pose a question to, to Dylan, and I say... Uh, what, what biscuit would you like, past, present, or future? Any biscuit on God's green earth, what would you choose? The gritty chocolate digestive. Now, okay, I get you, I get you, but are we talking milk or are we talking plain? 
Okay, fantastic. I, I like the way you didn't waver there, you went straight in. No, you know what though, I, I must be the only Englishman to I've never, I've never had a cup of tea. You've never had a cup of tea? No, I know. I'm Kyle and, and the lads in the band, they, I'm, I'm, to be honest, I think we must have about six cups of tea a day, but I've never, never had tea or coffee for some reason, for some unknown reason. But okay. The, I, I, theoretically, that's what I would go for. Okay, so that must be a, a real stretch for you then, flipping heck. <laughs> yeah, I'm no expert, but that's, that's what I do. In the, in the case that someone happens to make me, if you made me a cup of tea, I wouldn't turn it down. Okay, well, well, well you're the, probably the most caffeine-free bloke I know then. That's <laughs> not, I know. No kidding, well, well, well that's, that's an anomaly, but that's... That's the fun fun fact number number one about Dylan is he's he's caffeine free. Anyway, mate, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Please give my my thanks to Kyle as well, of course. Yeah. Uh, and and keep in touch because I, I'm really really revved about what you're doing, and 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 I hope that the people listening are similarly is is encouraged. Uh, it, it's yeah. it's wonderful stuff. Keep on keeping on, and the best of luck with everything that you do. Yeah, and you as well. Obviously, we appreciate the support and, and getting in touch. We'll hopefully, like all the new stuff that we've got coming up, as you say, we'll stay in touch and we'll, 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 we'll let you know. Okay, mate. That's wonderful. In the meantime, look, right. look after yourself. Yeah, and you as well. Stay safe. Thanks. Ta-ra. Well, there you go. That's all you need to know about the Sonder. And uh, my thanks go to Kyle, of course, for the, for, the, for the chit-chat. Now, let's hear a couple of songs in a row by them. We've spoke about it. You've just been hearing and listening to it, so you'll know what's forthcoming. Let's hear Rolling Dice and Music Is All I Need, the latest single, in a row. Well, I know a man Sits on his hands Blaming the will Changing his plan
Last the third of three by The Sonder. That's Music Is All I Need, the latest and greatest by them. Hope you enjoyed that. And before that, we had Rolling Dice and, of course, Home kick things off before the interview. Now, let's hear something from Berlin, from Noir Yon, from 2020, from the So Far, So Sad EP. Noir Yon, that's N-O-I-R-Y-O-N.Bandcamp.com.
1995's Funky Little Demons on 4AD Records. That's the Wolfgang Press with Chains. And before that, we heard from Berlin, Noir Yon, with the tune called Still. Now, three songs left in the show, and they're all to do with the wonderful Davy Woodward and uh, the Love and Optimism LP, which you can get at davywoodward.bandcamp.com. Let's hear a couple of songs off the LP before we get into a chat with Davy, and then I'll be back with you for one more song to wrap up the programme. So let's hear Bad Day first. Gate lasted by half time. 
and the winter orphans occupy this space preceded by bad day both tracks off love and optimism and uh, you can get that record at davywoodward.bandcamp.com over to myself and davy for a chat then i'll be back with one more song off the lp to play before i trundle off on my merry way enjoy this hi adara you all right can you hear me i can hear you quite yeah, well good lovely to oh, cool Lovely to, be, lovely to be talking to you. Um, um, I, I just took my um, took my camera off just for bandwidth, if that's all right with you. Oh, I've got my camera on. If there's any problems, just... Uh, no worries at all. Oh, oh, that's a nice song. I'm just looking at the posters behind you. Uh, the, 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 oh, look at that, the go-betweens. Lovely stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, Oh, that's ages old, that poster. That's no, that's what I was thinking. That's got to be... That's, that's three, yeah, that's 30 years old. Amazing, amazing stuff. Well, it's lovely to be talking to you. I, I um, 
Needless to say, I'm grateful for for Shauna for setting this up because um, bit of a fan, um, <laughs> to say the least. Love, love, love your work, especially no disrespect to, to other works, but in terms of the heady, heady days, the late 80s and 90s, uh, the McQueen, the McQueen brilliant uh, corners material was, uh, I was living in London at the time and it was particularly poignant to me and uh, it was just a lovely, lovely time to, to be alive, a lovely time to be involved in the music industry and it was, uh, and I'd hasten to say there was a lovely, almost irretrievable naivety about that time as well that's never been duplicated and never stands a chance of being duplicated uh, uh, after the fact as well. Um, so, so I'd like to start off by thanking you for, for being a part of my life for a long time in terms of your songwriting because uh, you, you have an uncanny uncanny knack and, and of, of course I wanted to talk about the new record but also wanted to, to talk about the past because the past is immensely contextual to where you are right now and this latest release this latest release is something to behold. I, I, I must admit, um, I, I didn't hear it immediately, um, but I've since listened to it on, on, on numerous occasions. And um, I'd hasten to say, you must be fairly chuffed with this piece of work. Yeah, yeah. I think um, for, for, for lots of different reasons, though, I think um, maybe, maybe, maybe there's a certain... I've got to search for words here. Um, it, there's a certain sort of purity about it in terms of their, their very straightforward songs, very quite unpretentious and uh, kind of coming from the heart of it, I guess. Well, that's not, with all due respect, being the recipient of your work, obviously on the objective side of things, that's kind of that's kind of how it's always been in my in my estimation. I mean, you've always. Um, granted, when something is as subjective as your own art form, you of course have a different viewpoint. But being being a you know a listener, I've always been intrigued by the lyrics. I mean, I've mentioned this on numerous occasions in, in interviewing a litany of people. Is is that lyrics are are, are immensely important? I sound like I'm just being flippant here, but I, my wife, for instance, loves music, but she professes to love music but not listen to the lyrics, which to me is absolutely mind blowing in its in its in its sentiment. It's base level. It blows my mind. I mean, uh, f for me, I, I could listen. I could quite handily, you know, like Neil Peart from Rush. I could, I could quite handily read your lyrics without the musical accompaniment. If that makes any sense at all. <laughs> yeah, drummer Neil. <laughs> yes. Well. Yes. The, yeah. I mean, but, but but in terms of lyrics, in terms of um, being fascinated by the lyric. Where you could easily be dissuaded just to just to hone in on the bass and the mini moog or or, or, or what have you. I mean, l lyrics lyrics to me, um, the, the lyric writing genre has become almost a, um, a very limited art form nowadays in terms of the thoughtful lyric, um, and that's that's a very very damning indictment on the industry. Of course, it's a very sweeping statement, but uh, sensitive lyrics, poignant lyrics. I mean, I would assume that you rattled these off rather effortlessly without having to, to devote an awful lot of thought to it. I'm assuming it's quite organic for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I've told, told people before that my favourite songs are always the songs that have taken me the least time to write. You know, when it, when it happens in 10 or 15 minutes or even less, that's usually a song that I really like. If anything kind of takes longer, I tend to be put off it, so I've still got that um, 
there's that, that kind of instant punk rock new wave I don't want to get bored with stuff it just has to come from me quite quickly I think well, that, that that's well, that's a gift number one that you can churn stuff out. It's also a gift that you can not just churn it out, but let it go at a point whereby it is complete with this kind of a DIY uh, ethic, if you like. Whereby, if you were Kevin Shields, you'd be in the studio till time immemorial, whereas you can let it go and, and say it's, it's done. Is that fair to say? Yes, or for me, I I can write a lot of songs and they'll never get heard simply because I might think mm, actually those songs were rubbish. I don't, don't want anyone to hear them. But um, yeah, I, I, I think it's interesting what you were saying about lyrics because um, in some ways the, 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 the current album, the, the, the lyrics just happen very, very quickly and I think maybe maybe because I kind of I'm less self-conscious about my voice. I, I, I kind of want to sing them. So in some ways, they're quite simpler lyrics. You know, mm. if, if, if you think of some of the Brilliant Corners lyrics were much, much more... Um, there were lots of them. <laughs> there were lots of verses, yeah. lots of stuff going on lyrically. Yeah. Uh, uh, whereas these are, are, are very stripped back, a bit like music. Kind of quite strict now was this was this concerted, David? You know, in terms of, or was it just sort of a natural progression for you, or was it something you devoted thought to, to 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 change the formula, or did it just sort of become your deliverable? Uh, I, I think, Dara, that it, it's always been there, and you probably, you know, you, if you cast your mind back to some of those corners albums, there's always been. A, a bit of a, a country song here or, or mm -hmm. a stripped down song with an acoustic guitar and not much instrumentation. So it's always been there with me. But I think, um, yeah, it's something I certainly, with, with, with the sort of solo records, of, this is like the third one, if you can, the first one I did uh, as, as well. It, it's, it's just developed that way, I guess. And, and, and maybe that. The last few years, I haven't wanted to kind of shout and kick over amplifiers and uh, <laughs> well, stuff like that. Well, this, this is obviously all comes with age as well, Davey. I mean, at the end of the day, you're, you're not, yeah. no disrespect, but you're much you're in the same boat as myself. You're not getting any younger and, and, and ways and means change and experience kicks in, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, and maybe, you know, that kind of life experience, you're drawing on stuff, you're drawing on lots of different things. But me being quite contrary, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me at some stage I decided to make a very noisy record. I can't see it happening for quite some time. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the garage where I, where I re record and immerse, and I've got a drum kit in here, so when I want to make noise, I just go on the drum kit. So it's a catharsis in, in numerous ways, not just not just in the uh, the songwriting vein as well. I mean, it must 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 be great to have that little uh, piece of real estate where you can escape to to be able to live in your own little world. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, particularly, uh, well, we're we're all living in our own little worlds now. I've just just inhabit another little world in the little world. Yeah, you're in a micro microcosm microcosm at the minute, uh, i.e., a garage. It's, it's funny, it's, the garage being that I'm in Canada and it's been winter, and it is winter, I've been finding solace in the garage. 
as just another place to go. <laughs> <laughs> just to mix it up a little bit, even even to take a laptop out there every every once in a while, just to mix it up. Um, now, I want to ask you. I'm going, I'm getting a bit tangential here, but uh, running a label. Um, I mean, you, you've created, you've written, you, you you you've took control of of your art from concept to delivery, essentially in in, in the past, and that must have been a a an immensely satisfying feeling, uh, and b of course. It's kind of come full circle, whereby now it it is very much a cottage industry, whereby people are their own A and R people, their own their own production people, their own creative people, their own uh, their own well their own uh, management essentially. Um, so you you've had an immense amount of experience with that with SS Twenty and McQueen, and, and now now of course we're in an era where the vast majority of artists, unless you're Radiohead, are having to fend for themselves and chuck out their own material. How are you finding the the new regime, the new era? Of course, as I get older, and I'm ex industry, I, I, I fewer and fewer things tend to make sense for me in the world of music as days go by in terms of how it's consumed and, and how and how the industry is. Uh, do you fumble with it right now in terms of how disparate and and and, and how uh, sketchy it is? Um, I I think the, the the tricky thing as much as the being able to access more and more music over the web and, uh, you know, people can put stuff on Bandcamp ideas as well. Um, that, that's almost been, in a way, the downfall of, of independent music, in a weird way, because um, it's really hard, as I think you mentioned Radiohead earlier, you can't, you can't compete with global groups. So the, the, the difference when you actually put out, when I was kind of putting out, doing my own sleeves back in the 80s and you put out vinyl records, there was a whole system involved and people, I think you, you had to be a, I don't want to use that word real fan, but people listen to music in a different way. People sort out records. I used to, I, I might read a review and think, Wow, that sounds interesting. Go in a record shop, listen to listen to the whole album, you know. Or you, now everybody listens to just random tunes, and and maybe not even a whole song anymore. Absolutely. When I see the amount of kind of downloads or partial downloads of songs and listening, it, it, it's quite frightening. You know, people might only get through thirty seconds. Well, it is frightening. I think. I think you know more to your point, which scares the living heck out of me, is just general ADD, whereby people are wanting more in smaller bites, more frequently, to feel that they're satiated, their need to to be informed, or or or, or a player, if you like. And um, I find it absolutely stunningly confusing. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like a real stick in the mud. I've, I've mentioned this on numerous times to numerous folk, but I've got a whole basement, much much like a lot of people do, with just riddled with music from you know, thousands of CDs and LPs. And my kids just handily walk past to the game console without even batting an eyelid. And of course, it's a different, it's a different ball game. And we're thinking back to when we were we were young, and you'd read a review by someone who's whose opinions you value, and you nip down, you buy it. And, and you've also mentioned cover art as well. I, I love the days where you take a punt on something just because it looked fantastic, which which leads me to your aesthetic, which is 
a very, very cunning uh, segue, I feel here, in terms of uh, your, your artwork has, has been uh, it's been consistently good, uh, regardless of which, uh, you know, who you've been recording under. Now, this this particular the the the, the latest artwork for, uh, is is it your is it your doing the uh, the, no, the, the the love not, not the illustration the the illustration uh, was was done uh, by by someone else an art student who I knew and um, but putting it together the the kind of typeface and. The, where the images go in the layout, myself and Ulrich, who runs the label, did that. So it's still very, I've still got that aesthetic, that eye. Um, yeah. I think it's important, and almost the, the, the sleeve almost kind of says something about the content as well. Well, I think it should, don't you, Davey? I mean, I mean, I think to you, it's, to, to me, it's the, it's, the, it's the first clue that someone's took the due care and attention to package something that's important to them. Absolutely, and um, you know that that's that's what makes us fans. That's what 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 makes us kind of delve in the. You just cut out a little bit, David. Here, it's a bit of a stutter. Let's just see if it uh, remedies itself. Maybe take your camera off. If you can still hear me. Lost, Davy. Hopefully we'll come back. Davey? Hello? You back? Yeah, I'm back now. Yeah, we dropped. We, we, we dropped a little bit. That's the yeah. beauty. The beauty of Zoom. Yeah. Just uh, yeah, we were, we were we were the one million and first and one millionth and second customer, and we crashed Zoom. Is what we did. You broke it. You broke Zoom. So I, I forget what we were on about. We were talking about you know art and juxtaposition and the importance of the aesthetic. Just yeah, yeah. I I, I think every certainly since the. Yeah, but a punk and post-punk. Most bands that I've really liked have been in control of the way they look or the way their sleeves are produced to some lesser or greater extent. And I think I think that's in, that's important. I I I spent ages like I can spend longer thinking about how a sleeve looks and, and the sequence, the running order of songs, and I do yeah. actually recording of songs, you know. Well, that was my next question. That was my next question was the sequencing, and I just, I, you know, I, I, I just got the sense from you that that is exactly how you'd be as a chap, whereby you would struggle with this, you'd, you'd have sleepless nights over it because it's that important to you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, I think with this album it took me months to... to, to to settle on on the running order of the songs, um, because it has to feel right. E even though I know most people uh, won't listen to it as a whole album, which is a shame, you know, from start to finish, because we've kind of tricked ourselves into thinking we have really busy, hyper important lives, and we've got to dash from one thing to another, when really. Um, we should just slow everything down. <laughs> oh, if, if only. 
<laughs> if only we could go half speed. Now, now you recorded this uh, at, um, at Joe's garage um, in Bristol, just just before uh, the the C word started. Um, like you, you got it in just just nip and tuck. It seems um, now you worked you worked with Joe Garcia. You've also worked with you know you've worked with a litany of producers in the past, including the likes of John Parrish, and, and which is mind blowing in itself. Um, how was how how's, how's Joe at being uh, the individual that you could entrust your art to, where you can just let go, and, and it was easy for you? I think it was easy because we recorded some stuff with Joe before, and, and what Joe's good at is he's very good at recording things acoustically. Mm. When he's not in his studio, he's touring with kind of folk type bands, but also. He, he kind of is into alternative, noisy, full-on, almost like metal or pagan metal, whatever you might call it. So he's got a wide vocabulary of music he likes, which is great. But the best thing is um, he kind of lets us get on with it. He, he, he can almost be invisible there. You know, he'll, he'll move things out and he'll... I spent ages setting a mic up, and for this album, he built me a little box so I could be in and look out and play live, but so things wouldn't bleed in. Oh, nice, nice. So we could play really naturally. Um, so most of it was recorded like that, but he, he's very unassuming like that. So, and I've, as you say, I've worked with lots of different people, different engineers, different producers. And the best ones just make you feel comfortable. Yes. They just make you feel really comfortable. See. Hello again. Hello, Dara. Hey, David. <laughs> We've got a we've got some kind of technical poltergeist. Um, I, I I I must admit, <laughs> it's consistently inconsistent. You know. Anyway, it's it's a necessary evil. Well. Keep my camera off. That might. Uh, yeah, I think that will help us. That will help yeah. us. It's an amazing bandwidth sucker. Is the uh, the video uh, feed? Um, so, so we, we were talking about um, you know um, sequencing, and and, and 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 we were talking about how uh, we, you know you take due care and attention to, to something. It is your baby? We were talking about production and and, and the wealth of people that you've that you've worked with, and, and how working with Joe was tantamount to effortless in terms of him just getting it and you were able to entrust your art to to somebody to 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 create for you and, and this 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 anti-bleed box sounds pretty cool that you were just sitting in wrapping out the lyrics yeah yeah i mean it it, it was great because um basically all of the acoustic guitar you hear all the vocals were recorded in that old-fashioned way as takes with the drummer, guitarist, his, his Julian's amp is in, a, in another room. Super. Guitars directly in the desk. So we could play as a band, and everything I play, um, including you know, guitars and voice, were with the takes with the drums. So that's why it's got... Um, a certain kind of feel as well. I would ex that would explain things, honestly, because that's, I mean, that's old school, that's great. Yeah, 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 and, and not, you know, we're, we're not the world's most brilliant musicians, but we, we, uh, we, we managed to get it right 
when we had to get it right. So it's got that feeling, you know. It, it, it can sound a little bit, you know, new, so it's talking about feel, and everyone goes, well, what's that mean? But it has a feel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I mean, those that know will, will, will have an in, intrinsically inside track to having a, an appreciation of how this was this was uh, recorded. Uh, and, you know, with, 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 with the, um, the horns and the strings sort of, uh, need to say, laid, laid over afterwards, tracked afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe's studio is a decent size, but it's not, it's not kind of Phil Spector-ish where... No. <laughs> Huge room, and we can have an orchestra and performers <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I had to ask. I had to ask because I, I, I'm not very familiar with Joe's Garage. It might be a massive place. I've no idea. <laughs> uh, uh, so we talked about sequencing. We talked about the record, and you know, you know, the record itself, as I've mentioned, and 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 I say this a lot only when it's applicable. It's a proper album. It's an album where if I had an LP copy of it which I don't, but if I did, I'd be dropping the needle, listening to side one, flipping it, listening to side two, in the sequence that you've slaved over. Um, do you listen to it yourself? No. <laughs> well, that didn't take you long. That was a, a, that I can assume that was a very honest answer then. You didn't, didn't procrastinate. Just boom, no. Uh, well, I think once I've recorded something, uh, it, that's the end, end. Uh, I'm not kind of Leonard Cohen continuing to, to write and, and, and develop existing songs. I sometimes play them differently live, which is kind of interesting. You rehearse them differently to a recorded version sometimes. But um, in terms of that, 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 my mind is already elsewhere. I'm already thinking either I don't want to do any music for a few months because I've done enough, or my mind's thinking, I wonder what I'll do next time. So it, it, it's hard for me. I very rarely listen to anything. No, it's not weird at all. I mean, it's, it's, it's usually one or the other, and there's usually good reason for it as well. But, I mean, you, you, the way that your mind ticks over, you're always thinking of the future, and I can appreciate that. And that, that's, that's not an uncommon thing whereby artists and I'm not just talking about artists in, in in the musical vein I'm talking about artists in in, in any in any manner or by and large you're always thinking of their next project there's just it's, yeah. it's, it's almost like an obligation to, to release this material and you just have to you just have to do it do, do, do you subscribe to the um, rather grandiose um, theory like a lot of um, songwriters do that they're, they're more of a conduit or do you do you feel that it's actually sweat and toil coming coming from within from you or, or, or as opposed to channeling something because you've alluded to the fact that you can rattle you can rattle a song out in 15 minutes that's a talent I mean that's something that that, that you know is, is, is in its own it's in its own box with a check mark by it that's a talent but you know, in talking to certain certain uh, artists in the past, is is an example. Brick Smith is an example. She she makes no 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 bones about the fact that she's a conduit and that she's just channeling stuff and and that's that, that that's her job. Whereas you, it seemed to me that you are writing, and I don't think you're perhaps subscribing to that kind of thing. I, I'm just guessing. I I think for me, uh, you mentioned earlier. Talking of, you know, we, we, we can put music, modern music, and, and, and call it art now, I guess. And in the wider 
sense, be it painting or writing, uh, story writing, whatever. I think some people just have this urge and need to express in those, in, in those formats. And I guess I just express myself really in, in, in a way uh, through, through verses and, and, and music. And, and uh, I thought it would stop at some stage. I thought, you know, as a kid, I thought, well, you know, I'll do that for a while and then it will stop, but it, it hasn't. Well, I'm glad it hasn't. Uh, but you know, I, 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 as, I, as I as I mentioned before, it seems to be some sort of obligation that you can't argue with. You just got to you just got to create. Yeah, I, I guess that's a better way of putting it. Yeah, it, it's it, I don't have a choice in this. Really, it's just something that 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 occurs. I do it, even if even if you know uh, I wasn't putting music out, I'd still be doing what I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and let me ask you this uh, before I wind up, because you've been very generous with your time. Is, is uh, artistically, do you have any other outlets? Are you do you paint, for instance, or do you do any other uh, have any other artistic releases? Um, I, I have been writing recently. I've uh, written about eighty, ninety thousand words over the past year. The story I've written. Cool. Whether uh, whether I'll you know, have the confidence to send it to an agent or something, I, I don't know. So I, I need all that in between, you know, uh, bringing up kids and uh, stuff like that. So this is my outlet. So, so yeah, there are other areas, and I, and I used to do a lot of painting and stuff in the 80s. Fantastic. No, I, just, I was just curious because it seems to me that you're a chap that... Uh, doesn't do an awful lot of standing still and, and, and feels the need to express himself. Um, again, these are all suppositions, Davey, but um, from, 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 from getting to know you from afar over the decades, you know, in, in terms, but now in talking to you, I, I think, I think I'm not far, I'm not far off. I don't think anyway. Uh, I, I think, I think you're right, Gary. I, you know, I, I need to do it. Um, and, and, uh, I guess I've been lucky that yeah, well, there is that too, but that's also incumbent on you being good. So uh, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> that, there is that. Now, I was going to ask you a favour in in my infinite laziness to um, pick three songs off the LP that you'd like me to play, and I will gladly play them. Okay. Um, well, I guess the the kind of current single as it were, and I'm not, not that it is a single, but uh, it, it, is, it is the first song, Bad Day. Yep. Um, so that's one, although that isn't really representative of the album. I'm thinking, uh, I think Occupy This Space is another big one. Yeah. Uh, and maybe finally one that, probably the longest track, but in a, in a weird way is um, quite Quite different from maybe what people might expect from the, in terms of the, the, the album track, rather than optimism. Right. You didn't mention, yeah, I'm just, I mean, these are all great tracks, don't get me wrong. I mean, you, you could list, list anyone and be, I'd, I'd be happy to play it, but uh, um, Clara's Ghost, I, I'm, I'm pretty enamoured with that. Oh, cool, cool. 
pretty so enamoured with that. that yeah. That that's that might be some a, a, a kind of where, where I'm going a, a little bit more with some newer songs in that I've really got this idea that I want to um, make think things sound even more organic, more uh, you know like you can re really imagine that that perp that I'm playing in front of you and, and, it, and it's got you can almost hear the strings being plucked on Clara's ghost. Yeah, yeah. It's a headphone song, that's for sure. It's a headphone tune, and 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 it really and lyrically it's superb, and it's particularly poignant. So it joins all the dots for me, anyway. Well, you know, maybe my wildest ambitions. I'd like to put out a double album where I have kind of tunes like that, and then other more. Harder sound tunes every now and then. That sounds cool. That sounds cool. It sounds, you know, or maybe you could do your Sandinista. Just take out, just do a triple. Go for it. <laughs> well, if I can get, if I could persuade uh, the label to let me do a double album, <laughs> yeah, because it is. Everything goes down to dollars and cents, doesn't it? It's, it's twice the cost. It's twice the pressing. It's twice this. It's twice that. So you got to sell twice as many. But no, conceptually, in, in terms of an idea. There aren't too many physical double LPs being reduced now, uh, uh, produced and released nowadays. So that in itself would be a novelty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, uh, I, I think as I've been writing some new songs, it just feels to me that they're part of the double album. But whether that will that ever happen, I, I don't know. Well, there's ways to yeah. do it. There's ways to test the water, though, with with your you know your fan base. You could dip your toe in the water with digital and, and see how it goes, and then do some special order and, and see if you could raise you know the, the the amount of money you need to at least break even on a project. That there are there are ways and means to do it without losing your shirt. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I, I mean, again, um, I guess I've got to record the songs. For <laughs> yeah, well, there is that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are jumping the gun somewhat by formatting it and, 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 and packaging it without there actually being any substance. Yeah, there is that. I've, got, I've, I've already got the sleeve in my head. <laughs> yeah, one of the few artists I've ever spoken to who has the sleeve for their next album sorted out without having written it. Yeah, well, the imagery, I, I can do that's good. That's just how your brain works. I can totally appreciate that. I've got, I've got one last question for you, and it's hypothetical. It's um, if, after all this nonsense, let's just say you manage to make it over here for a, for an Eastern North American tour, which would be fantastic, by the way. Um, and and you're, you're you're in my living room with a hot beverage, and I come out of the pantry with the magic biscuit tin, and I say, Davy, what biscuit would you choose, past, present, or even possibly future? What would you go for? <laughs> That's really, really difficult. Um, <laughs> I think if you had some jammy dodgers... Fair play. <laughs> I would have to go for jammy dodgers. Fair play. Honestly, the thing I look for is is little to no vacillation or or, 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 or humming and hawing. I, I love when, when people can just say within two seconds, boom, milk chocolate hopnop or something equivalent, you know, and you, you didn't really vacillate there, you're in with the jammy dodgers, that's good. It's something I've asked everybody from, from flipping Morrissey to you name it, so, you know, I just have to know what biscuits you're into, that's all. Well, that, that's good, well, well, maybe one day Dara, uh, I can eat that jammy dodger in Canada. <laughs> well, if you're ever in Ottawa, my, my, uh, my offer is an open offer, indefinitely, so maybe that day will come, who knows? 
Yeah. But in the but in the meantime, I'm I'm delighted for you that you've got this wonderful record, that you're still you're still making music, and that uh, it gives an opportunity for the listenership to be able to discover you. Those that don't know about the brilliant corners, the experimental pop band, and, and the other works that you've done. Uh, I just think it's fantastic that you are still making music and this is a stellar record and I wish you nothing but the best and maybe we could reconvene after the double LP next year, yeah. something like that. Yeah, de definitely, darling. And um, thank thanks for, for you know taking time to seek me out and playing the stuff on your programme. Real pleasure, real pleasure. And thanks to you. Be in touch very, very soon. All the best. Yeah. Take care. ta Bye. And he's back. Thanks so much for that, Davey. That was a chat and a half, that was. And if you didn't know about Brilliant Corners and his very, very colourful past and his current repertoire, which is rather good, as you just heard two songs, actually, and one more forthcoming off the LP, Love and Optimism. Here is the title track.
and he's back. That's Davy Woodward and the Winter Orphans from uh, the LP Love and Optimism. That's the title track. You can buy the LP at davywoodward.bandcamp.com. Wow, this uh, this show's flown by for me. Not sure for you, but it is absolutely zipped by for me. Um, I'm going to have a rest now because I'm sick of my own voice and I'm going to revel in some more music and get ready planning the next programme for you. But in the meantime, do spread the word. I'm very, very grateful to anyone who can spread the word of the show to anyone who might be in need of a musical education or perhaps somebody is a is a, a poet laureate of, of music anyway but might, might need some more extracurricular. You've never finished your musical education. It's ongoing. It is a, a perpetual dynamic machine. Look after yourselves, get needles in your arms where appropriate, and be safe. Look after. Back next week with Sice from the Boo Radleys and Colin Moulding from XTC. Beat that. <laughs>